0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the City Lights Podcast. Again, we're back with the series, The Walk of a Christian. And today we have a very special guest with us. And I saw, I know I say, say that about everyone, but truly, this time, this is a, truly a very special guest. Um, And he just actually just finished preaching his sermon on walking in the light. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Victor.
1: It's glad to be here.
0: Alex, I just want to jump right in and... Before we kind of dive deep into what you actually talked about, can you just explain to maybe those who didn't have a chance to listen to you before kind of a brief overview of what you talked about?
1: Yeah, so the title of my sermon was Walking in the Light. As many of you already know who listen to this podcast, we're going through a series called The Walk of a True Christian. And pretty much each week we're going through a different topic of when it comes down to what it means to be a true Christian, that the Bible talks about, of what a Christian's life is supposed to look like. And so, in week one, as you guys already know, we spoke about how the Christian is supposed to walk separate from the world. In week two, we talked about how the Christian is supposed to walk in the truth. In week three, as Eugene preached, we spoke about how the Christian is supposed to be walking in love. And this week, I talked about and we examined of what it, means for the Christian to be walking in light. And to kind of give a brief overview, the main text that I read from was in First John chapter one, verses five through seven, where John says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He says in verse six that if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. In verse seven it says, But if we walk in the light, he is in the light then we have fellowship with one another in the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin and so those are where the main three verses that i talked about and went over but the main emphasis that i focused on was in verse six of how john says if we say we have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth i emphasized how in verse 5, John describes God is light. And so if God is light, and we say we have a relationship with God, if we say that we've been saved, if we say that we are born again, we say that we have a relationship with him, but yet walk in darkness, then we're lying to ourselves. That's exactly what verse 6 says plainly. You know, that God is light, and God has nothing to do with darkness. And so if we say that we have a relationship with God, if we say that we're walking in the light because God himself is light, then, but yet we walk in darkness, then we lie and do not practice the truth. So that was pretty much the main emphasis that I spoke about for most of the sermon. But we also, I also talked about fe- the fellowship that we have as those who walk in the light, as it emphasizes in verse 7. When it says that if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. So pretty much what I talked about is the way that we can examine of whether we're a true Christian or not is the fellowship that we have with one another. If Christ is the center of our conversation of our friendships and our relationships, I ask a couple of questions to the crowd of you know do you get uncomfortable when people start? mentioning God, or if someone were to ask you of how your relationship with God is and you get uncomfortable, then that's a pretty good way to examine of whether you're walking in the light or not. Because people who walk in darkness, people who are in sin, they're afraid that their darkness and their sin is going to get exposed in the midst of fellowship that is characterized by the light that is Jesus Christ. And so that's kind of just a little bit of a recap of what I spoke about.
0: Yeah, and that's just the gist of it. I highly recommend for all of you guys just listening here to go to the link in our in uh in like the caption of our uh, Spotify or whatever page you're listening to this on on homepage and just listen to Alex's sermon. It'll be posted by the time this will be and just hear it in its entirety just so you can kind of get the the in-depth view of kind of that brief overview that Alex just talked about. With that being said though, I just want to kind of focus in on how you, your main point, right? How you said out of verse 6 in 1 John chapter 1 about that those who claim to know Christ but yet walk in darkness and they're lying to themselves. Uh, could you give maybe a practical example or just a, uh, just a real-life example or even a biblical example of what that looks like? Because, you know, we've all heard those terms and we've all heard that, you know, if you say you're doing one thing, but you're doing the other, then, you know, you're, you're deceiving yourself or something along those lines. But what would that look like here in this context as an example of what not to look like to do?
1: Yeah, I spoke about and I made a point in the middle of the sermon of how sin in the Bible is characterized as darkness. Or on the other hand, you know, every time darkness is mentioned in the Bible, it's either associated with sin or hell or God's judgment. And so, in the practical sense, I, talk, I spoke about how nobody really sins in the light. You know, nobody really has, like, nobody sins in front of other people. And I brought up a few examples. Uh, one of the examples that I brought up was, you know, nobody watches pornography for everyone else to see that they're watching pornography. You know, in the same way how an alcoholic, uh, he, nobody who's an alcoholic doesn't, Really drink openly in order so that people could see that they're drinking. And I brought up a bunch of other examples. You know, another one is um, thieves. You know, when they break in and steal, or they they rob either house or store or whatever the case may be, they usually wear masks so that they hide their identity and that nobody know, and so that nobody sees them. But the point is that all these things are done in darkness because they're hidden from other people. And so when it comes down to the practical sense of if we say that we have a relationship with God but yet we still, you know, have these maybe hidden sins um in our lives that we still hold on to and you might even be struggling with them and just ashamed to bring them up but the point is that if you're not willing to bring those sins to light either before God or before other people then Your relationship with God is non-existent. And that's clearly what it says in verse 6. He says that if we say we have fellowship with Him, if we say that we have a relationship with God, and yet continue to just willingly walk in darkness and not willing to shed light to the sin that we still hold on deep inside our hearts, then we're lying to ourselves. And so that's kind of just a couple of practical examples that i brought up during the sermon of you know what it what it means of when people say that they have fellowship with him but yet walk in darkness
0: right and i think an important thing to to note here and this actually thought came to me while listening to you is all these things or sin in general is only hidden when we are or at least in the context of what what this chapter is talking about i would say this the sin that is hidden is for those who are claiming to have fellowship with Christ. Because if you look at this world, they're sitting out openly to where we would have never, you know, our you know parents or even grandparents, they would have never thought that the things that are happening right now out in the open for everybody to see is happening. And, and the distinction that I think that we need to make is, is we try to hide our sin when we know there's something to be ashamed of for those yeah. who don't know then they're going to sin openly and that's kind of like you know an interesting point.
1: Yeah, so I also I also touched on that in the sermon of how the biggest it's a it's a tragedy when people get cast out into darkness. And I mentioned how when darkness is mentioned in the Bible it's either associated with sin, hell or God's judgment. And a case in Matthew chapter 25 verse 30 uh where Jesus is speaking of the parable of the talents, the servant who used his talent unfaithfully says that he was cast out into outer darkness. And in the context of that passage, outer darkness means that he was cast into hell. And I spoke of how it's a tragedy when anybody goes to hell. You know, it's a tragedy when people who, like you said, are sinning openly and don't really understand the consequences of their sin they also go to hell. And, that, and that's a huge tragedy. You know, it's, a, it's a tragedy when other people of other religions go to hell, you know, who think that what they're doing is correct and that they know God, but in reality they're going to hell, such as Mo- Buddhists or Hindus or Muslims or atheists. It's a tragedy when people of other religions go to hell. But I talked about how the biggest tragedy is when we claim to know God when we're around the light all the time when people go to church for every single week of their lives but yet still walk in darkness and are headed to hell because when you're when you've heard the gospel over and over again but yet you still continue to walk and live in darkness i spoke about how that's the biggest tragedy that anybody could ever have is to be so close and around the light all the time and i'd spoke about how judas for 3 years he was around jesus you know he saw all the miracles he participated in the ministry but yet he himself still had this hidden darkness in his heart of which he wasn't willing to let go and i spoke about how judas is the biggest tragedy and the reality is is that that's many people in the church today you know where they go to church week after week. They hear the gospel. They hear the word being preached through the mouth of a preacher. They hear the songs. You know, they, they have a Christian family. But yet they're walking in darkness. And when you're walking in darkness, you don't see where you're going. When you're walking in dark when you're walking in darkness you're deceived. And that's the reality of many people in the church today. And the reality of those people are that, are that they're going to hell. So that's kind of what I also emphasized on, of which I think that it's really important for us as preachers and us as a church in general, not just our church, but every church should emphasize and speak to their congregation.
0: Right, and I think, you know, you mentioned Judas, and what a lot of people don't realize is Judas, he started off on the right track. He was called by Christ. You know, it's not like, you know, he just came out of of nowhere. But what the problem was with Judas is he opened his heart or he kind of was, the devil caught him slacking almost. You know, it's not standing firm in the faith, not standing firm in Christ. And then, but through that, through that little crack, he was able to slip in. And then he said he got a hold of his heart. He hardened his heart. And from that, he was on the right track. He was on the same track as the rest of the apostles, the disciples. But then he was split off because he, you know, opened his heart up to sin. And I think that's like a a really, you know, common thing even today in today's church. You know, you mentioned like you were just talking about, and even during your your sermon, you said that there's people that like like the John chapter uh verse six described in ministry, in uh you said pastors even, and then you said even some of you in the crowd and i'm going to extend that further even to some of us listeners and that's kind of where i I want to come in with another question and ask you what would you say or how would you say for those who are who the eyes were open to see that their life is the lie you know their life is a lie that they are not living the life that is in light but it's actually living in darkness how would you how would you advise them or where where do you start to get back on the track?
1: Yeah, so a piece of advice that I would give is to continue to confess your sin and recognize your sin. Because it says later in verses 8 through 10 of how if we say that we have no sin, then we're lying. But it says that if, we're, if we confess our sin, and He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And so that's important for us to keep in mind. You know, whether a new Christian or if you've been a Christian for 40 years, is to understand that I'm a sinner before God. And if I say that if I have no sin, if I think I'm good, or if I think that I don't need to read my Bible today, if I don't need to go to church this Sunday or Friday or whatever else, then that's that's when... That's when the backsliding starts. It's it's when you start thinking that I'm already good. I'm already mature enough. I already know enough. The reality for each and every single Christian is that we need to bring ourselves before his word every day. We need to constantly remind ourselves of who we were before Christ and who we now are in Christ. The fact that we were once in darkness and that God has brought us to light. And that the commandment that the Bible gives for us who have been brought out of darkness into light is to walk in the light, is to continue to expose ourselves to the light. And the way we, that we do that is to bring ourselves before the light of his word. And in Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, the psalmist says that the, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that's the reality for each and every single Christian is that His word is what keeps us walking on this path that the Lord has set us on. He says that it's a light to our feet, a lamp unto our feet, and a light unto our path. And so I think the practical advice that I would give to either a new Christian and every Christian is to put yourself before His word each and every single day, to put yourself around people that are also in the light and on the same path and are also dedicated to putting themselves staying in the word and constantly reminding each other and exhorting each other and giving each other advice and being willing to even rebuke each other if need be to keep ourselves on this path of putting ourselves before his word
0: yeah and just the passage of scripture that came to my mind is in revelation um where he, where Christ addresses the church of Sardis he gives them the commandment to stay awake to be vigilant lest you fall um, and then I forgot the rest uh, or the rest of what I was talking about but the the point that he was trying to make is he said to stay awake, to stay on guard, guard your hearts so that you don't fall into sin so you don't you don't fall into temptation and the way you do that is like just like you said is by meditating in God's word because who are we to stand up against sin? We've tried and we' failed. That's why we needed Christ to begin with. And the answer is still Christ. It's not like Christ has forgiven us once and then now we're on our own, but we continually come back to Christ with all of our burdens, with all of our shame, with everything that we have, and we lay it at the foot of his cross and say, Jesus, forgive me.
1: Yep. That's exactly, it.
0: And I think one more point I think that you mentioned and maybe you can just briefly comment on is the importance of Christian fellowship. And I know we actually just came uh, from a episode Monday, I guess, this morning that was posted about that fellowship and the importance of it. And if you have anything else to add about that.
1: Yeah, so that was the emphasis of verse 7 of when John says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ cleanses, it, cleanses us from all sin. And so what I spoke about concerning that verse is a way t- for us to examine ourselves of whether we are truly Christian, if we are truly walking in the light, is the fellowship that we have with one another. You know, what are your relationships? What do your relationships consist of? You know, who are your friends? You know, who do you hang out with? You know, and, and what do you guys talk about? And how is your behavior? Because I also mentioned of how when you're with your friends, that's when you're not hiding anything. You know, and the reality is that The person and the Christian who's walking in the light will have this fellowship with one another. And so that's that's pretty much the the main emphasis of verse seven and what I emphasize towards the end is the fellowship that we have with one another is is our fellowship are our friendships is Christ the center of them? No, because I also mentioned of how You know, and asked the question of you know do people you get uncomfortable when God is mentioned in the conversation and just practically asked and gave a couple of admonishments for us to think about and exam when it comes down to examining of whether we are truly walking in the light is is our fellowship centered around Christ? So
0: yeah, and I think that's actually a really good place to you know finish up this is a very important topic and I think we're gonna there's a lot more to be said about that but thank you Alex for coming on for joining us or me today and all of our listeners I hope all of you guys were edified and God bless you guys
1: thank you God bless you thanks for having me